the third part of how to interpret dreams and visions. This is the third and final part. And this one is all examples. We'll continue to do examples because that is the way that we learn. And uh, this, this last section will, will uh, last about uh, 45 minutes or so, or 40 minutes, thereabouts. So, another example, this is a Mayolin Ball dream. Mayolin Ball is the name of a person. Uh, here goes the dream. Listen to this. Mayolin Ball is to give herself up. She changes her look and is disguised as a man in a large place. There's lots of people about. There's like a large factory or like a large hotel. And there are announcements that are made in all the rooms that the rooms will be searched because they're looking for myelin ball. The dreamer walks beside her. The dreamer says, I walk beside her and we speak discreetly. I want to tell her it's better for her to give herself up. We can't finish the conversation because of other people but she's going to her room, which is somewhere upstairs, and she tells me where it is. Later I go, and there's another person, a man, in another room, like a twin room. He doesn't seem to know who she really is. We try speaking another language so he doesn't understand. I tell her to give herself up. It's probably better. She says she will do so when the rice man comes... That is the handing out of the rice in each of the rooms to eat in the morning. That is at 5.50 a.m., she says. I better get ready because it's 5.40 now. When 5.50 arrives, there's this official-looking guy coming asking for myelin ball. I am myelin ball, she says, and goes away with him. I ask if he can go discreetly so not to make a scene. First of all, are there any questions about the dream? So the dreamer is in this large place, like a, lots of people, like a hotel or a factory. And the dreamer is trying to persuade Marilyn Ball to give herself up. But she's disguised. Nobody seems to know where she is. And then she says eventually that she, she says she will do it when the rice man comes. And then she tells the dreamer that the rice man hands out rice in each of the room for eating at 5.50 in the, in five, yeah, at 5.50 and it's now 5.40 and then when 5.50 arrives the official comes along and she gives herself up yeah, you got it? yeah, this one takes a bit of thinking it takes a bit of thinking. So let's go into groups of three. And if you can find somebody different from the last time, that'll be good. And try and, and step back and say, what are the key things? And think about who is Marilyn Ball, potentially, and what are the key things. And uh, see, see how far you can get. It's not an easy one, but you'll get a few of the keys. So how are we all getting on with the Myelin Ball dream? 
So what are the, the key things? So I think you all concluded my and ball is key, right? Any thoughts about Myelin Ball? Who is she? What does she represent? Donald, what are your thoughts? Not to give herself up. What else about her? I think she's almost like the devil in disguise. She's a deceptor. She's speaking a different language. And she tried to do it in her time, but God's in God's time. And when God comes, he'll put the around the captivity again. Yeah. And who's looking for her? Who's looking for Maya Lynn Ball? What are the other key things? What do you think the, the hotel or the large factory represents? And all the people, what does that represent? Bertha? Authorities. Sorry? Authorities. authorities? Yeah, more, more, because there's lots of people. There's not just authority there, there's more people. Work. The world. Work, I said right. Oh, work, but it's actually the world. There's a large space with lots of people, just kind of representing the world. It could be, could be anyone. So you've got this woman, and she's in disguise. What is it that happens in the end? Is she still in disguise in the end? No? Does she give herself up at the end? What is it that triggers her to give herself up? Sorry, speak up. When the rice comes. The rice comes. What does the rice represent? Food. food. What does food represent? God's word. God's word. Are we getting somewhere? God's word is key here, right? God's word is key. So, in this dream, I'm just going to show you. Look at her name. Myelin Ball. B-A-L is pronounced the same as B-A-L-L. -L. And a ball is something that ping-pongs, like these people here playing table tennis. Ping-pong, ping-pong, ping-pong. So it's like words. So a ball can represent words. Um, myelin is made up of two parts. It's from Maria or Mary, which means... The beloved, the beloved one. Lena, it's the second part, means tender. Remember, this woman lives in this large place and she lives upstairs. So living upstairs means she's closer to God. Yes, are you getting a picture? Yeah. Who is the beloved that lives close to God? Who is she? The bride, the church. She is representing the church. And what is she doing? She's in disguise. 
And everyone is looking for her because they want to see the true church. But she's in disguise. She's in disguise. She's disguised as a man. What does man represent? Man represents the old flesh. She's disguised in the old flesh rather than being the new creation that God has called her to. Do you see it now? Do you see it unfolding? And um, the hotel, a hotel is where you go but you don't stay forever. It's a temporary place and it's representing the world. So the church is in this temporary world only for a time. But at the moment, the dream is telling us that the church is in disguise. Then they have the time. Five and a five and a zero. What does five represent? Grace. Grace. And another five, grace. And then when you add a zero, you get multiplication, don't you? Wherever you add a zero, you're multiplying. So there's, there's um, grace and then zero at the end is multiplication. Now, it was 5.50 and 5.40, which means there's 10 minutes left. And what does 10 represent? Pastor. So, the pastor has a role for the church to get rid of her disguise and come into her true identity. Do you see that? Do you see how the dreamer has to constantly persuade it's better for you to give yourself up. It's better for you to be your true self. When are you going to do it? Well, when the rice man comes. When the rice man comes, which is the word of God. So what we have is, summary, the church is not in her true identity. The dreamer is persuaded, is trying to persuade her to surrender, to give herself up. And when the word God comes, which is the rightman with the absolute grace, that is when the church will step into her true identity. The world is searching and looking for her, for a true representation, but she is hiding. You see how this is a serious message to us, the church. This is actually a dream that I had. And I had it the night before that I was preaching, and I was preaching on taking up your cross daily. And when the plant, when we plant a seed in the ground, the seed dies, and then it becomes its true identity. But there's a message for the church, and God was saying that I have that I I was the dreamer myself, right? So God was saying to me as the pastor, you have a responsibility to to deliver that word so that the church can get into her true identity so that the world can see her because actually, you know, the world is looking for her. They're making announcements, they're searching, but she's just not visible. Do you get it now? Yeah? Any questions about that? So the key to unlock the dream was to identify that this woman was representing the church. Very often a church can be a she because she's the bride of Christ. So it can be like she. So a person can represent 
a body as you know the body of Christ as well as woman woman in the, in, the, yeah. in, the, in the book church woman yeah yeah so how are we doing on Facebook there Alex we are not on it's not working can we wait for that so what I'm going to do is we're going to do another example and um, we're just going to start on it. So this is called the red car dream. This is a real dream that a person had. <laughs> That's not but it's not convertible, yeah? Okay. The dreamer was at work and got an urgent call from home to come home. He didn't have a vehicle, he didn't have a motorbike to go home. There was an older man in the office who said, take mine, and handed him the keys. The key said 6969. He went to the car, but there were many cars, as you can see in the car park, and all of them had 6969 as part of the number plate. So he kind of pressed the key to see which car was his, and it was a red car that responded. So he took that car, and the older man came along saying, I will go with you. In the car, the man warned the dreamer about a certain businessman, which was the owner of, of the rented shop, that this businessman was not trustworthy or honest. That is the dream. So picture it. This guy is at his work, he gets a phone call, come home urgently, but he doesn't have a car or anything to get home. There's an old man in the office that says, here, take mine, and he gives him the keys. He looks and it says 6969, he goes out to the car park, all of the cars have got 6969 on it, but he presses on the key, and the red car is the one that responds, so that's the, the car. The old man goes with him and says, I will come with you. And then they go. And then while they're driving in the car, the old man tells him and warns him about this particular businessman that he's not trustworthy or honest. So that is the real dream. So please go into, why don't we do two teams? So all group together over here. Maybe Rad, you can join with the ladies over here. Do you mind? And then you four over here, and then spend some time on this. Okay, do we want to just get our heads together, all of us, and just yes. see what keys we've figured out so far? So what are the significant things in this dream? The car and red. What, do you, any idea what the red car could be? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what's a car usually? Your work or your 
transport, but transport in the spiritual sense is words. It's like your your ministry or your calling, yeah. Yeah. Any anything else about a calling? Is there any indication of calling in the dream? Read the beginning. Read the beginning. Urgent. Where's the calling from? Home. Just a calling from home. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of calling is it then? Yes, yes. So, what else is significant in the dream, do you think? It's on the picture. The numbers, 6969, meaning what? Can you remember what 6 was? Humanity. And 9? Evangelist. Evangelist calling, calling from home. Yeah? Do you see a calling coming together? So, what else is significant? Who else is in the dream? Or the old man. What does the old man do? Bring, give him the keys. Who gives us keys? What do you think? Yes, the Lord. And he also provides what? Who, who does the car actually belong to? The older man. The older man. So the older man gives the keys and says, here, take mine. Use mine. And what else does he say? I will be with you. Who does it sound like? Who does it sound like? It's got the trademark of the Lord, right? Yeah, that makes sense? Yeah. So, you've got the evangelist, you've got humanity, the vehicle, which is your ministry, and then you've got red, which is the blood of Jesus, the anointing and the power. And then you've got the older man who's the Lord because he says, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you. And he gives, you the, key, he gives the keys and then there's a call. The man got a call from home. So the dreamer got a call. But the, is the dreamer keen to go or not? Mm, mm. It's, that, it's that kind of way, isn't it? Because... Because he said, but I, I, I don't have a vehicle. I don't have a way to get there. Yeah, they're calling on me, but I don't really have a way to get there. But the Lord says, well, I've got it. I've got it. You see? So the Lord is saying to the dreamer, you've got an urgent calling as an evangelist to your hometown and your family. Whatever you consider home, right? But the dreamer feels that he's not equipped or capable to minister. Because he says, I don't have a vehicle. But the Lord says, here take my keys and my car. Meaning it is the Lord's power by the Holy Spirit. And it is a powerful ministry. So this is an encouraging calling dream to this man. That you are called to be an evangelist to your hometown and your home. And your home area. Even though you don't feel like you're capable it is by the power of the Holy Spirit. You see how that's so, so powerful. Now, the thing that maybe threw us was in the, at, at the end of the dream was 
while they were driving home, the Lord said to the young man, watch out for this businessman, he's not on us. That was just like a little side track. Exactly nothing to do with his calling. And the dreamer told me that he'd already um, discontinued business with the man because of the, the dream that he had. So that was just a little sideline. And this can happen in a dream that while the Lord is driving with you, he'll throw little hints that give you some other keys to solve things in your life. But actually, it was just a by the way. It's almost like a separate dream. But it was there. So it just put, kept it in there so you can see that there can be other bits that is like a different bit of another story or another message. Do you get it now? Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So an exciting calling dream um, to someone who was probably a little bit reluctant and just needed that encouragement. Are we ready for another example? Are you learning something? Yes. Let's do another example. Let's do the bear in the house. Bear in the house. This was a dream somebody had last month. I was in our house, I think in the bedroom. I looked outside into the garden. I saw a bear the size and similar shape of a panda. Black with a white stripe of fur across the front stripes. But with a head like a carnivore bear. Like a brown bear. It kept approaching the house. And I somehow, it somehow went down. I went down the corridor towards the door. And saw that the bear had entered. I was confused about who to call. But started calling 999. Thinking that they would send an animal control. But nobody answered. Throughout the next scene, the phone was in my hand and still ringing until eventually it came to an automatic message saying, we are busy at the moment, try again later. When the bear entered the house, it was transformed into a man and a woman who I was speaking to, but I don't remember what about. They eventually started to leave. And as they were driving away, my wife arrived and they returned saying they had forgotten their daughter, who just appeared from the kitchen and joined them. My wife was annoyed about this. That was the end of the dream. So the dreamer called us the bear in the house. So the dreamer is at home and notices a bear in the garden, goes downstairs and the bear's inside. The bear suddenly becomes a human being and they have some kind of conversation that he can't remember. He phones 999 but there's no reply. And um, when they start to leave, his wife gets home and then... Then they come back again and say they forgot something and they forgot their daughter. And she, she apparently was in the kitchen. So, let's do this together. What are the key things in the dream? The bear. The bear. Yeah. What do we think a bear could represent? Is this bear something good or something bad? Bad. bad. Yeah. So that's immediately we can sense. The bear's not good. What stands out about the bear? Sorry? Something that stands out about this bear. Yeah, its size, it's big. 
stripes. It's got stripes. So it's a bit unusual, the stripes. What else? What, what is the bear able to do? Change, transform. Transform. Is that something that can happen in real life? No. So what would you say that is then? Supernatural. Supernatural. So there's something supernatural about this bear and it's bad. What would that indicate? Demonic. 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 It's from the enemy. Because think about it, it's able to appear one way and then appear something else. Yeah. And it's supernatural and it's bad. And it's got this black and white. Black and white. So what do you think about the black and white? White and then black and then white and then black. It's not of God. It's not of God. It's not of God. It's not of God. Yeah. So it's demonic. The black and white can also represent double mindedness. You know, it's like it's white. No, it's not really, it's black. Double minded. There's some there deceiving. There's some. Something fishy there, isn't there? About this behavior. Now, um, what else is in the dream? There's a dreamer. Is the dreamer active? Is the dreamer doing something or speaking? Yeah? Yeah, he gives a call. So, and it, it takes place in the dreamer's house. So, what would that indicate? Yeah. Yeah, so there's something going on in the dreamer's environment or life. Yes? Something in his life. And it's something demonic. When I was interpreting this, I wasn't sure whether the 999 was important or not because he phones 999 but there's no answer so I looked up 9 and of course it means judgment so I felt that the dreamer is thinking hey this is like the word and is calling on judgment but the reply is try again later and I thought well God is saying you know judgment is for a later time judgment is not for now which again is kind of like a biblical principle so here we have it so the bear is the enemy or some spiritual demonic force and it's got this double-mindedness about it. Somehow it's got into the dreamer's life or dreamer's environment. And the dreamer's want judgment. Now the thing that stands out is the dreamer is able to see the bear and then see the people and see the bear. That says that the dreamer has discernment. Do you see how that's significant? That God is saying, you've, you've got discernment. You've got discernment. You are able to see this. The bear is able to transform into human. It can appear human, but it's a demon. It pretends to have left, but it's left something behind, maybe on purpose, because it's double-minded. So from that, you would stand back and say, it's like a warning dream, isn't it? So we, 
interpreted the dream and spoke to the dreamer and said, I think the Lord wants to warn you that there's some kind of demonic spirit through some kind of person somewhere that's come into your environment where it will appear in one way but actually be something else. Be aware of the double-mindedness. And God has given you discernment. And the dream was like, ah, because you think, you know, am I, am I accusing of, <laughs> you know, you've got demons in your house or anything like that. But it wasn't like that. It's, it's the dream that God has given to the person as a warning. And the person was able to say, ah, okay, in my work situation, there's A, B, C, D. And maybe this is what the Lord is warning me about, that there is some double-mindedness at play. And so the dreamer was extremely thankful that God had opened his eyes and warned him about this deceitfulness so he could be on watch. And also God has reassured him, I've given you discernment. So actually the 999 wasn't that critical, so I just kind of put that in a bracket here. But it's a warning dream. And this is what God does. He warns his people and gives us discernment. Make sense? Yes? Warning, warning, warning. Um, how are we doing for time? Do you want to do one more or are you tired out? Because it's a demonic force, um, you know, the Lord is saying uh, judgment is for later on. Because mm -hmm. uh, the devil is, is, is the, the master of the air at the moment. But that's just in God's timing, you know, when the time is up, one angel will pull everything down. And that's the end. So it's judgment is not yet. Suppose these are like different layers you could see into. See, the key to me was when I spoke to the dreamer, and the dreamer actually knew exactly which situation it was, and it was related to the person's work, and it was related to an individual at work. And behind that individual was a double-minded spirit. So there wasn't, it wasn't anything to do with depression in this particular case, but I, I felt as if I was given a half-baked solution, but God knew... And the dreamer immediately said, ah, oh, yeah, it's about my situation at work. Mm 
this person has arrived on the scene and this person says this, when so-and-so is present, but when they are not present, then they are like, ah, oh, ah, double-mindedness. So the dream on you. So this is why you just say what's in the dream. There wasn't really anything in the dream to indicate depression. It was just an intrusion. It didn't say that the person was, the person was frustrated. What's my bear, a bear doing in my house? Yeah, you kick him out. Uh, but there wasn't anything to say, oh, I was getting depressed. I was feeling sad. That wasn't expressed. So it was just sticking to what's in the dream. And then the dream was like, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah? Okay. We'll do one last example and then we'll finish for the day. I think you've all done really well. These, can I just say that some of these, these last dreams here, I started off with some easy ones, but these last ones, they are not so easy ones, you know, these are not easy ones, so don't walk away feeling like, ah, oh, I'll never get there, this takes time, but I'm just showing you what's possible, you see, so these are not easy dreams, but if you were sitting for half an hour with the full team, you would have got it, you would have got it, because you did some of them, okay, so this is a dream, the dreamer says, a well-known woman visits me. I go for a walk with her and we sit on a bench. It is quite dark, but there is a light beside the bench. So I look around and realize I'm in the area that I moved away from in April. On the way to the bench, I look at this woman and she looks at me and she says, my, my, you're so small. I said, yes, you're three, four times bigger than me. I'm just a child compared to you. While I'm looking at her face, I sense similarities to my grandmother. But as I see it, it is hiding from me. Suddenly I'm lying on a double bed sleeping. I wake up as someone is speaking to me, but he's winding a blue cloth around his head so that it looks like a Jew or an Iman or something that they wear for prayer. I'm looking towards the window and I see a large vase filled with dead brown, drowned flies. Beside the vase is another vase, which is also filled with water and dead flies. I'm emptying them out thinking, I've never seen so many horrible flies. One fly starts to come back to life after being poured out on the ground. I hurry up to kill it, but one fly managed to escape. Then I wake up. Okay, so here we have two scenes. The first scene... She's going for a walk with a well-known woman on a bench and the well-known woman is basically, um, she's just feeling so inferior to her. You see that? You're so small, yes, I'm much bigger than you and I'm just a child compared to you. And then when she's looking at the woman's face, she sees similarity to her grandmother, but she sees it's hiding from her. Then there's a second scene where the dreamer's lying on the double bed sleeping. She, she wakes up, looks at, towards the window, and there's these vases filled with dead flies, which she empties out, but one fly escapes. So it's two scenes, but they actually have some connections. Okay. So when I received this dream, the thing that kind of looked... So there was this woman, and then she's comparing herself with this woman and feeling inferior somehow. Do you get that? 
the sense of being inferior. You're bigger than me, you're better than me, blah, blah. But then you also see that she's noticing, when she looks at her, she's seeing something from her grandmother, but then it disappears again. And that sounds to me almost like, like something generational, demonic. It's there, but then it's hiding. Do you see that in the dream? Yeah, there's something there, but then it's hiding. Now, when you come to the second part of the dream, there's all these flies. And as we learned earlier on, flies typically represents demons, especially the black flies and they're horrible. So there's all these demons that have all been killed except for one. So there's one, one that's escaped, there's one still around, one demon still around, and in the first bit of the dream, there was a similarity with the grandmother. So it's like a generational demonic thing. And in the second piece, there's like one thing that's still left. Now, when I got this, I wondered, of course, who is this well-known woman? Yeah, that's what, at the beginning. Yeah. And so the dreamer told me that the name of the, this well-known woman, that her name was Barbara Melikol. And I thought, who on earth is that? never heard of her. So I had to use the internet and look up and I've read on the internet that she is a famous Danish singer-songwriter. Which I had no idea about because I don't follow the pops. Eh? And I'm thinking of what? So then I look up the meaning of the names, just digging for clues. I'm digging for clues. I'm looking up for the names, and I get somewhere that the name is connected to seven. So I just took a note of that. Barbara Melico. That's the name. Barbara Melico. So the name is connected to the number seven, and we know seven is significant in scripture. What does seven mean? Completion, perfect. Then I think, okay, I'm going to read a bit more about this Barbara Melico. And I read in a paper online that quite famous, and then she had a nervous breakdown due to her constant striving for perfectionism. And then I go, aha, perfectionism's a number seven. Seven is perfect. And then self-strive to perfectionism. You see how they tie together. This was the breakthrough in figuring out what the dream was. The dreamer feels inferior to this woman. And this woman is the one that struggled with perfectionism. And then there's a spirit hiding from her grandmother. The flies are the demons. The bed is a place of rest. Blue is a revelation. The wind is a revelation. The water is the Holy Spirit, which killed all these flies, uh, drowned all these flies. Where they used to live, remember she went to a bench and it was where they used to live. Something from the past. The grandmother's from the past. Something from the past. And sitting on the bench could be said, you've been sidelined. You know when they have games, they say you're sitting on the bench. It means you've been sidelined. You're not long on use. Again, there's this inferiority. So these are all the pieces I was able to come out as the key clues 
So putting it all together, I would say this dream means that God wants you to know there's one thing from your past generations on your grandmother's side that he wants to set you free from. All the other general issues have been dealt with, but through the Holy Spirit revelation and prayer, because there was the blue cloth with the prayer thing, he wants you to set you free from perfectionism. That's what I believe the dream meant. And then the dreamer responded and said, that resonates with me. I do think that uh, I have an issue with perfectionism and, you know, any advice how I go from here type thing. This was, this was a bit of a one to crack because she didn't tell me who the famous person was and then when she did, I had to do a lot of digging because I'm thinking, who on earth is this? But there was, God was pointing out the perfectionism and you could see a link because this grandmother trait coming up and then one fly being left is one demonic stronghold. So there's one thing left that God is saying, I want you to set free from. Make sense? Yes, 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 yes. So... kind of striving for perfectionism could come from this link from a grandmother that she's inherited that of inferiority you know she's trying to get yes yes there all the time yes yeah. yeah and that's what it was showing yeah. and then god yeah. was showing that there was just one fly that oh, escaped there's just yeah. one thing left and um yeah Exactly, that's what you do. Alec just squashed that last fly out. Praise God. Okay, we're just going to close with prayer and then we'll, um, we'll say goodbye to Facebook. So let's just... Listen, this has been so yeah. good. Let's just... So Father God, we thank you that you are an awesome God. And Father, we stand in awe of how you make up these dreams for us all the time and you minister to people. And Father, we are hungry to learn from you. So we thank you for what you imparted to us this day. And Father, I pray for everyone that's listening on Facebook or listen to the recording. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare over them that they are able to catch their dreams and they're able to understand what you are speaking to them. And that Father, you will move them and accelerate their learning in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.